few weeks ago, I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine, and we started talking about uh, the different generation titles, right? We have the title of the greatest generation. We have the title of the quote-unquote baby boomers. We have Gen X. We have Gen Generation Y. You have the tech generation. You have all these different things. And as we were talking, we were trying to figure out where was it that we fit. And we came to the conclusion that we fit into the dreaded title of millennials. Continue to hear this phrase throughout our culture, talking about millennials. People born from 1985 till about 2000. This millennial generation. It's kind of used as a derogatory term in, 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 much, of our, in, in much of our culture. The New York Post said, titled it Millennials, the worst generation. The Time Magazine calls it the me, me, me generation. And they all have a tendency to just kind of cut down the people born in that generation. Millennials, just like everybody, every other generation before it and everyone that will come after it, has strengths. There are strengths. And there are weaknesses. And just like, our, and, and you can see it in our culture, we're not perfect. But speaking as a millennial, I can say one thing that I see, one temptation I see uh, that my generation has a tendency to fall into, is we like to keep our options open. We like to not commit too early for something in case something better comes up later. When I was working at uh, Nichols, Nichols at St. Thomas as a deacon, I remember we would, when we would promote something, we had to try and convince people that this was going to be worth their time. And it's oftentimes it's kind of hard to get a very direct, solid answer that yes, I will be there. If you throw in an event on a Saturday and you ask somebody uh, on a Tuesday morning, hey, can you be there? Well, I'll see what happens. I might be able to make it. I'll do my best, but not necessarily a hard yes, I'll be there. Today, Jesus in his, in his gospel, I think is attacking that mentality of, I'm going to leave my options open. When Jesus breaks open this scripture today, when he breaks open this parable, he says, the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who is throwing a wedding for his son. Now, this isn't any normal wedding. This isn't like your second cousin once removed on their third marriage who sends an invite to you that you see it, you're like, okay, you put it in the refrigerator and you think, I'll make it if I can. This is like the social event of the year. This would be a royal wedding that you would see like in England where you got news showing, like the newscasters showing up, covering every detail, the dress, the music, everything, right? That's what we're talking about. That's the level of invitation that is being given out. And the, the guests that are being invited, some of them come, but most of them 
I'm going to leave my options open. I might be able to make it. Look, I got this farm that I got to take care of. I got my business that I got to take care of. It may not be worth my time. Today, we hear this, and this invitation is now passed on to us. Because when Jesus is saying that the kingdom of heaven is like a wedding in which we're invited, he's pointing to the banquet in heaven. The invitation that all of us have been given is through our baptism. And we're being invited to the best celebration we can possibly imagine. The best food, the best drink, the best band, the best hall, the best homily. We're being invited into that wedding feast. And all through the scriptures we hear the prophets to the, to the saints say that relationship with God, that our time in heaven is exactly that. It's a wedding feast. This king in the, in the parable sends out his servants to invite and to continue to call. Just like God sends out his prophets through the Old Testament and in the New Testament and now into our time, sends out saints to say, look, he's inviting us to something so great, so big, so wonderful, and so worth it. Do we respond? Are we tempted to respond? Let me keep my, my options open. What if something better comes along? I got these other things that I'm more concerned about. Or do we live our life with an intentionality, with a yes, that I want to come to that feast, to that celebration, to that wedding banquet? When we come to Mass, when we come here, at this altar, we get a foretaste of what that banquet is really like. Jesus Christ Himself steps down to us and invites us. The eternal bridegroom steps down to us and offers Himself to us saying, I want you to come. I want you to be a part of this banquet. I want you to be a part of this feast. You are one of my invited guests. And when we come to receive communion, the amen that we say to the, to the invitation of the body of Christ, the amen that we say can also sound like an I do to the eternal bridegroom who offers himself to us, who invites us to his wedding feast, who has prepared a place for each one of us to sit, and continues to call and invite us into a deeper relationship with Him and ultimately into that wedding banquet. Now, the next question, are we prepared to enter in to that banquet? Are we dressed appropriately? Do I have my suit nice and pressed? Do I have my tie nice and straight? Is the dress just perfect? 
Or am I walking around in basketball shorts and flip-flops? Because when the Lord is ready to invite us, we have to be ready to answer. At the end of today's Gospel, we hear about a man who wasn't ready. He wasn't ready to enter into the banquet. He wasn't anticipating his invitation. And if we're in his situation where we're not anticipating it, we're not ready, well, praise God, we have the sacraments of the church. We have the Eucharist, which we come to celebrate, we come to, be, to offer our prayer and praise to God, but also to sanctify our own lives. We have confession, where we come face to face with the Lord, and He makes sure to tailor the suit perfect for us to fix that dress in our hair exactly how it is that we're supposed to look as we enter into the feast. The eternal bridegroom comes to us and says, I want you to be at my wedding. I want you to be a part of my celebration. Do we answer him with a yes, I'm ready to do so? Or do we think, Maybe I can leave my options open. Maybe something better will come. May we, as we receive communion today, as we go out and live our lives, live with that I do. Live with that yes. Live with that intentionality. That we may sit at the place that has been prepared for each one of us in heaven.